morning, and you've come for no other reason but to worship and praise our, our Savior and our King. Won't you look in your Bibles with me in Proverbs 29, if you have your Bible. We're going to look also in Chronicles 29 and First uh, Chronicles 29, <clears throat> but these uh, two portions of Scripture is a beautiful picture of what God wants his church to be and what he wants his country to be. Here in, <clears throat> here in Proverbs 29 and verse 2, he says this, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. Amen. Now if we look back in First Chronicles, in 29 there, listen to David. He says, furthermore, David the king said unto all the congregation, Solomon my son, whom alone God hath chosen, is yet young and tender, and the work is great. For the palace is not for man. Now, actually, the word palace there really means temple. He said, but for the Lord, for the Lord God. Now, I have prepared with all my might. Now, look what David put into the temple. He said, I've prepared with all my might. That's quite a bit. He put, put a lot into it, didn't he? For the house of my God, the gold for the things that be made of gold, the silver for the things that be of silver, and the brass for the things that be of brass, and the iron for the things of iron, and the wood for the things of wood, and onyx stones, and stones to be set, glistening stones, and divers' collars, and all manner of precious stones, and marble stones in abundance. Now listen to what David says in verse 3. Moreover, because I have set my affection to the house of my God, I have of my own proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God. And over and above that I have prepared for the holy house. Now it was said that if you would compare what David gave of his own goods in that day and time, of his own gold and silver, it would have been equivalent to $20 billion in today's money. Now that's a lot of money, isn't it? That, now that tells you what David thought of the house of God. Important. He esteemed it very important. And how that David, he was willing, my, to go in, in depth in his energy and what he was putting into the house of God. You know, if we had this kind of affection for the house of God, uh, it would go a long way, wouldn't it? It would go a long way. I thought, you know, if, if we would put into God's house 
What we put into even our military or our politics, it would go a long, long way, wouldn't it? Amen. Amen. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Thank you, dear God, for your saving grace, for your goodness, and Father, for your mercy to us. For Lord, that's only how that we survive is through and by your great mercy and love. We pray, God, that you'd bless our country and help her to get back to the old paths. We pray, God, that you'd, Lord, lead us and send us a, a perfect uh, uh, example, dear God, of what a, a leader should be, dear God, and you've already done this in the Lord Jesus Christ. But, Lord, we ask, God, that you'd give us mercy today and send us godly people to lead our country. We ask these blessings in Christ's name for his sake and glory, and amen. I come across a little something and thought it was kind of interesting, and uh, I'll share it with you. This uh, was a world leader, and I want you to see if you can identify this world leader. Times were never better. The national economy was strong during his tenure. Inflation, which had plagued the country for 20 years, was under control. Peace, prosperity characterized the nation. Many considered him to be one of the most gifted politicians to come on the national stage. One journalist wrote of him, Although there was uneasiness about his character and the allegations of corrupt and immorality swirled around him, none of his political opponents could touch him. He was too slick for the accusations to stick. So charming and personable was this leader that the religious leaders overlooked his lack of integrity. So who do you think I'm talking about this morning? <laughs> yeah. Some people would have said Bill Clinton. Uh, you, you remember Slick, Slick Willie, they called him. But this is Adolf Hitler. These words were written about Adolf Hitler in 1940, just a few centuries before Hitler came to power. Germany was the bastion of spiritual faith. It was the place of Protestantism, and it was the site of the Great Reformation, which brought the greatest revival to Europe that has ever been witnessed. Amen. Well, look at this. I mean, look, look where that Germany was. They were a spiritual powerhouse. Churches dotted every corner. They had great evangelists and great ministers, and then look what they fell for. Amen. Now, the scripture says that in the last days that he would deceive the very elect if it was possible. Is it possible to deceive the elect? Can we be dumbfounded by liberal, uh, very sweet-talking politicians? I believe we can, can't we? You know, I would like to see the church go back 
backwards. And I was thinking of going backwards and how good it would be. And I thought of what Jeremiah says, to stand ye in the ways and ask for the old paths. Wherein is the good way? And walk therein that ye might find rest for your souls. If people are going to find peace with one another, we first got to find peace with God. We've got to get back to the old paths. We've got to go backwards before we can go forwards. We've got to get low and we've got to get on our knees before we can rise up. The only way we can prosper is if, 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 if we would have godly leaders. I was reading back here in 2 Kings and I was reading there about Hezekiah. How he was sick unto death. He called for the prophet. The prophet Isaiah came and he said, Hezekiah, thou shalt surely die. You're in bad shape, Hezekiah. How did my, he said, set thy house in order. And when I look at America and I see the sickness, my, that's upon our land, I think we're a whole lot like Hezekiah. We need to set our house in order and we've got to get down in business in prayer my, to our almighty God. He's our only hope. When my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways and will pray. Then will I hear from heaven and then will I heal their land. Oh, listen, friend, my America, my, has got to get back to God before she can rise up again. We need respect for people's lives. Yes, black lives do matter. So does everybody else's. The police officers' lives ought to matter. And my listen, friend, everybody's lives ought to matter. And my listen, friend, how we need to get back to where we love people more than we love things. Matt Hannah made the quote one time. He said, used to. He said, people love people and they use things. Now people might love things and they use people. And listen, friend, we've got to have respect my, for Almighty God when a man's ways please the Lord, even his enemies are at peace with him. My listen, friend, if we could just get our heart right with God, man, we could have an old-fashioned regret that would rekindle the flame in people's hearts and people would line the, the, the altar and people would come and they'd get close to God. Uh, we'd have better homes. We'd have better marriages. We'd have a better country if people could just get back to God. 
You know, Isaiah come and my how that he told Hezekiah, he said, you're going to die, Hezekiah, if you don't set your house in order. And oh, how Hezekiah set his face to the wall and he began to weep. And big old tears come down his eyes. And my hell, Hezekiah, he prayed to God. And God gave Hezekiah 15 more years. And he said, Lord, he said, I want to go up to the house of the Lord. He wanted to worship. He said, what shall be the sign that I'm able to go back to the house of the Lord? And Isaiah said, he said, when you see the sundial go back 10 degrees, he said, this is going to be the sign. And now you remember how it was so. And I thought, he didn't say it's got to go forward 10 degrees. It's got to go backward. And how can we get backward? How can we go back? to where we found what we lost. I thought of the woman that had the ten coins. And I thought this beautiful diadem that went across. They say that these coins was probably a piece of jewelry, a diadem maybe of her wedding day. And how that these coins were very special coins. And my... She had nine of them left, but she'd lost one. And the Bible says that my, what did she do? The Bible says that she lit a candle. She got her a broom. And she swept the house from the top to the bottom until she found it. Listen, folks, I'm telling you, the church is that woman. The church is set around and the coin was lost in the dark. It was lost in the dirt. It was lost in corruption. And my listen, friend, she had to light, get a light, and she had to get the word of God out. And she said, had to sweep the house. And she swept diligently until she found what she'd lost. My, no wonder David, David, when he got down and when he had sin in his heart and had lost the joy. He said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. When we have godly men that are leaders, he said, my, that the righteous shall rejoice. And when we don't have righteous men that leads us, we're going to not rejoice, but we're going to regret we're going to regret. Have you ever voted for anybody that you regretted? I have. Have you ever voted for somebody and said, my, this ain't right. They're leading us down the wrong road. My listen, friend, I have. My listen, friend, but I'll tell you, you know, the Lord will never lead you wrong. Hey, my, but we've got to go backward. We've got to get down. We've got to get to a place where we, my, our people repent. He said, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. 
Now listen, friend, Zacchaeus, he was a big tax collector and he cooked more than he ought to have taken for the people hated him and he was low down. He was, listen, friend, one of those that my, one of those slick-tongued politicians, if you will, he was corrupt. But oh, even old Zacchaeus had a chance with Jesus. He didn't have a chance with anybody else, but he had a chance with Jesus. He was low down, he was loaded, he was loathed. But my, listen, friend, when it come to the place... Where Jesus was to pass by, he had a chance. And my Jesus come to that place, that place, that day, there was a place where Jesus passed by and Zacchaeus, he was up in that tree. And Jesus said, Zacchaeus, he said, make haste and come down for I'm going to your house today. Listen, America needs to come down. We need to lose our pride. We need to lose, listen, friend, my, the things that would so easily beset us, the sin that would so easily beset us, and let us look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame thereof, and is set down at the right hand of the Father. How we need to look unto Jesus if we're going to get out of this mess. That's the only place, lesson, friend, by that we've got a chance is a man by the name of Jesus, my that took my place and, and died for me. Oh my, I'm going to vote, or I did vote, for the fellow that's standing for the right, for the issues. There's no perfect politician. All, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But listen, friend, I'm not going to tell you how to vote, but I am going to tell you this, you ought to vote. And you ought to vote for the late, least evil guy. <laughs> that's all I can tell you. Vote for the least evil guy. And my listen, friend, my, we need to stand for the right, Amen. the right issues. Yes, I'm telling you, because God will cast us off. I want to read to you just a little bit, if I can find my way here. Hezekiah, Hezekiah, when the he had 15 more years, he began a son. And the son's name was Manasseh. And you'll read there over in Chronicles that Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. And how that, my, you can read all that Manasseh had done. You know, how that my, that he had, he had led the people and they had cleansed the temple and how that my, he'd tore down some of the high places and this and that. But you know, it just wasn't enough. And Hezekiah, I'm told there, my, that Hezekiah finally went to battle and how that uh, the king of uh, Egypt there, Nechoiam or something like that, 
But anyway, Nico something. He he uh, he finally got old, uh, got the old boy Manessa and with an arrow, and by he came in. But by by they buried him there. But what I want you to see is that Manessa messed up. Manessa messed up because he didn't honor the house of God. We've got to get the shoes back off of our feet. And we've got to realize that there's some holy ground. And we've got to realize, my, that we just can't treat God's ground any old way. You don't spit on God's holy ground. You don't defile it. Because if you do, God will cast you off. I want you to know some things that are holy ground. And that is number one, life in itself. Thou shalt not shed man's blood. And you can't vote for any murderer, whether it be a baby murderer or what. what. Listen, friend, and stand in good standing with God. Number two, listen, friend, I want you to know that God sanctified marriage and that a marriage was supposed to be one man and one woman and they were to come together in union. And God didn't say anything about one woman and one woman or one man and one man. And listen, friend, we've, we've had some leaders that's brought the church, that's brought America into deep waters, dangerous waters. And the old ship is going to sink if we don't start, if the Christians don't start standing up. I'm told that there was five million Christians that didn't vote. Believers that didn't vote last election. Folks, this is your responsibility. It is your duty. You're a part of two kingdoms. You're a part of this earthly kingdom. And you have a responsibility in it. And then you are a, a part of a spiritual, godly kingdom. And you are part of it. And you say, well, now, preacher, politics don't have no business in church. I beg to differ with you. I beg to differ. I ain't going to tell you who to vote for. I ain't going to tell you what, whether de Democrat or Republican or Independent. All I'm going to say is you need to vote for what's right and godly. And I want you don't vote for, for who's going to fatten up your wallet. That's what Germany did. The economy was looking good. Inflation was down. They said, man, this is the guy. What's the Antichrist going to do? He's going to have all the answers economically. He's going to have all the answers. Listen, folks, we need to vote. My lesson, friend, for godly men. When the righteous do nothing, my listen, friend, wickedness will prevail. Over in the book of Ezekiel there, 
God says, I sought for a man to stand in the gap and found none. Wherefore, I poured my fury upon them. I sought for a man to stand in the gap. Listen, folks, we need some people that will be willing to take their position, take their stand, stand in the gap, stand applause or no applause, stand up for what's right. Amen. 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 If we're ever going to get back to the old paths, wherein is the good way, and walk therein, that we might have rest for our souls. Jeremiah, in his day, they had sold out God. They had sold out uh, him to idol gods. And they said, Jeremiah, in one place there, he says, what is wrong with the daughter of my people? And basically he says, they don't even blush. I, I thought my grandpa preached a message on that one time, and his text was this. Where is the blushing bride? People don't even have enough conscience to blush. Don't have enough morality. My listen, friend, We've got guided missiles, but we've got unguided men. We've got problems in our soul because we've left the light out. If you're going to find what you've lost, you've got to light a candle. You've got to sweep the house. Set the house in order, Hezekiah. America needs to get back. You know, the, the sundial was in the house of God. If you read it, that's where it was. That was what was going to go backwards 10 degrees. That's where what was going to get you back to where you That's what was going to give you your sign that you could go forward and that you could get back in the house of God where you ought to be. First, you got to go backward. Do you remember... You remember what Jesus said? He said, the guy that comes and brings his gift. And then he remembers that he's got ought against his brother. He said, let that man leave his gift at the altar and then be reconciled unto his brother. And then come back and offer his gift. Now what's he talking about? Sometimes we've got to get, you just can't run over everybody in the country and your neighbor and your brother and then disregard them and say, I'm all right, I'm a church member. You've got to come. Listen, friend, clean. And do, we just sweep too much under the rug. And we don't want to admit it. We don't want to confess it. And then we think God ought to bless us. <laughs> Amen. Kind of tough. Oh, that was a little ouchy, wasn't it? That was a little ouchy. But listen, friend, sometimes before we can go forward, we got to go backward. You just can't go like a bull through life. My 
Now listen, friend, there's a lot of delicate things in God's house. Amen? And you just got to go God's way. Go backwards. Go back. The woman, the woman's house evidently that lost her coin, evidently at probably one time it was clean. Amen. And everything was intact. And she knew where everything was at. But when it got dirty is when she lost it. The coin was lost in the dirt. If you've lost the joy of your salvation, if you've lost my place in your prayer life, if you've lost, listen, friend, your influence, look at Lot. Ah, he didn't even have his son-in-laws. He said, get you out of this place. Well, you talk like a crazy man. Man, you, they, they just rubbed him off. The Lord's going to overthrow this place. They mocked him. Lost his respect. My, listen, friend. If we are going to reach people that we love, we've got to go back. We got to back up. Sometimes we got to go back to where we lost it. Amen. Where'd we mess up? Where'd we lose it? The woman in the house, you know, she was sitting, just twiddling her thumbs. She was just sitting there in the house, was getting dirtier and dirtier all the time. It come to a point when she lost something precious that she had to back up. She had to get the house back where it was before she could found what she lost. You know, we need that spirit. We need that passion. We need loss. We need to have a heart that's troubled for lost souls. And we need to get serious about God's business. And we need to realize we just can't keep putting God's business off. David went up to Abathar the priest and he wanted the sword that belonged to, uh, that David had uh, that slain Goliath with. But anyway, he said, there's none like it. And he said, the Lord's business requires haste. We just can't put, keep putting off God's word and God's work. Amen. Did you get anything out of this this morning? Before we can go forwards, we got to go backwards. Before we go up, we got to go low. We've got to we got to come to the place where we're for us to live. We got to be willing to die, die out to sin, die out to self. Whosoever shall save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. Amen. Give up and let God. Amen. Amen. Brother Curtis, you got us a number of songs, please.